this also this pressure that you feel that, that you think you would have felt if if you're doing this for a career i honestly feel that right now even though like i'm in med school like i don't need to be doing any of this but there's still yeah, a, but par a part of me deep, like deep in my brain somewhere that's scared to put something out there that people won't like um and i'm slowly like slowly working through it and making sure that i am really authentic with the things that i put out like this is right now this is me i'm not i'm not acting at all but if i were to yeah. make a youtube video i think i and i have more than one take to do it i'll keep doing the takes over and over again um to make sure that yeah. it's a take that i think people will like yeah, no, I, I completely get that. I think one of the one of the things that helped me fight through that was thinking like, no one is really going to criticize me for making something that that could be better. They would always just wish that they took that you know step to make it themselves. So I think like everyone would look at you like, wow, he really did something that he's wanted to do for a while. And through like through his videos, I can see that he's getting better with this, this and that, and he's getting more comfortable with this, this and that. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's like people will look at it from like a point of admiration more than just judging. Yeah. Oh. And every time, every time the sound comes on, I get PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> um so we're live um yeah, dude, yeah. Everything, everything's going great um i just also just moved to this place uh not as nice as your place uh but mm -hmm. something and so it's your second semester in there yeah let me change the view really quickly okay so. Come on, stop. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this is my second semester, technically. Um, we started two weeks ago, and um, they don't use like semesters here, so it's kind of weird. The the weird they use weird cuts, uh, but I'm like almost halfway through my preclinical time. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you liking it? Uh, I like it a lot. Um, it's definitely it's so different. Um, uh, I love the people like, that I'm meeting, my classmates, and the, the friends that I'm making. They're awesome. Um, the class itself is very interesting. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's uh, during COVID times, it's uh, it's not yeah, I bet. not the same. But it's still online, right? Yeah, uh, we have like like one thing a week that's in person, but everything else is online. Oh. I visited there once. The campus is really beautiful. The med school or the undergrad? um just the regular harvard campus yeah so that's more beautiful like the med school is just like one building that's like kind of far and that's the only building you go to uh there's like two but like it, there's one that it's like yeah it, it's you've probably seen the undergrad that yeah the undergrad is very beautiful yeah that's awesome though i'm really happy for it thanks man thanks yeah i um as, like i told you earlier i started this like real estate business and um i was on the med school track but i kind of want to explore other things mm -hmm. Um, so I'm looking into like law school. This is my gap year, by the way. And I'm um, looking into law school. Um, almost finished writing my book that I told you about. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that. I've been traveling. It's kind of going down a list of like things to try and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's about it. Dude, that's, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs>
Man, that's so awesome. Uh, I remember when we first met, it was like freshman year, right? Yeah. That person I met and the one, the person I'm talking to right now are so different. And I'm, I'm sure you can Completely say the same thing about me probably, but. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so no, crazy. It was, it was definitely a very confusing time. God, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But, so what, like, what's been going on in your head? What, what, what made you um, want to explore and go down that list of things to check off and do all of that? So I kind of, like thinking about it, all of my siblings went down the medical school path. Um, two of them are already doctors. One is actually just got accepted into NJMS. Uh, starting in August. And um, so I kind of just, growing up, I felt, I don't want to say pressured, but it was just like the only thing familiar. So while trying to figure out what I want to do, I just kind of took that road. But towards um, like the end of undergrad, I kind of realized that I just, I want to explore more. I haven't really explored that much. Mm-hmm. So I got into business a little bit and I loved it. Like I have a great, I think I have a great pers- uh, business personality. Um, I got into uh, pharmaceuticals. You ever heard of Bristol Myers Squibb? What is it? Bristol Myers Squibb, BMS. Um, I, it's kind of, I don't know why it's blurry, but I don't think I've heard of it. No. It's like Merck. It's, it's a big pharmaceutical Merck. company. So I got a job there like straight out of school um working hands-on like in a lab and manufacturing and stuff oh they're working actually on the COVID vaccine and I hated it mm. um I didn't think it was for me so I kind of wanted to explore the business aspect of it um like you know sales or marketing or something so that's what I've been kind of approaching and I actually got a position um as a sales representative starting Monday tomorrow it's fully stuff. so I, I think that's something I will like mm-hmm so yeah, just gonna explore that. And um, law, um, I started shadowing this uh, lawyer in New York City. He's like a real estate lawyer. That's not what I want to get into. I just want to see kind of like the lifestyle that they live, or you know, mm-hmm. the work and stuff. I want to explore that. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Wow, well, mm-hmm. congrats on the on the new position. Um, thanks. Yeah. Uh, and thanks for taking the time the, the day before you start your new job uh, to talk to oh, me. Oh, of course, man. I've, this is way long due. Like, I've been waiting for this for weeks. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I remember I texted you a month ago when I told you about my book. Because I, like, since I've known you, I still, like, respect your grind. And, you know, you're always trying new things. And I really respect that. So I was like, I need to talk to John about this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, I always get excited when people are are like going after life um, from like their own unique perspective and not like the, um, what's like, I don't know, popular in culture or what like family wants us to do, even though it's probably yeah. really hard. And I'm assuming it probably, you probably had some tough conversations with your parents, but I don't want to assume, but maybe. Uh, I, I did, but they were kind of less stressful because a lot of my siblings had to do that already. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> by the time, they were like you know what we're done so yeah but um yeah it wasn't it wasn't that bad like honestly they were pretty like open about it so my dad actually helped me like get um connections with lawyers that he knew to the shadow and and stuff like that mm-hmm. and also i started this new travel page i have you, have you i follow it, it yeah i think i followed it yeah. yeah it's actually really cool like i have i have this i've been traveling for like eight years or something and i have all of this all of these like pictures and videos on my phone so I was like, why not, you know, just get, become a part of like, you know, that community. It's actually really cool. 
Yeah. Man, I have so many questions for you. I don't even know where to start. Um, Hit me, man. All right, let's do it. So where have you traveled in the last eight months or nine months? So mainly, um, I couldn't, I didn't really want to go anywhere to like, you know, jeopardize anyone else's health or mine. So I focused on going to like, you know, natural national parks and stuff like that. So late in November, me and my older brother rented an RV and we just drove around the wild west. Um, so we went to Utah, Nevada, Arizona, Colorado, Wyoming. Not proud of that one, but it happened. And um, um, yeah, it was it was really cool. We spent a month out there, and um, it was awesome. And it was just you two, and then you, and and the yeah. RV, or wow, wow, wow. Yeah, it was the two of us for the first two weeks in the RV, and then we took a house, a cabin in Colorado, with some friends, mm -hmm. uh, for another two weeks. We were just ten thousand feet up, and it got pretty brutal towards the end, honestly. The altitude sickness is a real thing. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Like towards the end of the of the second week, we were just waking up, looking up places with, with low altitude to go spend the day. Yeah. <laughs> I I've never heard of like like I've never heard it like firsthand. Uh, what what does it feel? I like I didn't think it was gonna be that bad, but you were just cranky. Um, oxygen just was, you, you felt like you weren't really breathing. Um your sleeping cycle was messed up, your food, you, could, you weren't eating the same. Everything with you was, there's something wrong, you know? Wow. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, I thought like everyone says your body should adjust in a week or so, but it just didn't happen. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Wow, I wonder what the, like when, when someone lives there and then if that's what they're used to and then they come down to like a like somewhere that's, that's lower, I wonder how they feel like. Right, like that's why uh, that's why the football team there is like you know always has an advantage. Insane, yeah. Yeah, and um, other teams that go uh, play in Denver, they go like a week before for their body to adjust so they can play and run as well. Like it's actually it's a, it's a big thing. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I did. Um, I got took it as a chance to explore, you know, the west uh, of America, mm -hmm. and loved it. Utah, I feel like people don't talk about it enough. Absolutely magical. Yeah. And um, Colorado as well. But yeah, that's about it. I've mainly been taking the time to work on my book. Mm -hmm. uh, have I told you what it's about or anything? No, go ahead, man. Yeah, so uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, kind of like experienced a major episode of depression. And um, as you know, like growing up in the Middle East, mental health isn't really you know, talked about or even acknowledged. Um, so I was like really confused going into it and experiencing it and it got to like really really low points but during the time I had resources that not everyone had so I was able to, to travel as a last resort I kind of just dropped everything one winter and I went to Europe and then Ecuador South America and I just had no attachments I took nothing with like I, I took a few things but you know I just went there with like no plan whatsoever mm -hmm. um just learning um I was absolutely like you know out of options and just trying to explore things. And I learned a lot of things along the way and I met a lot of people. The more I was open about it, the more that I met people that had like, are in the same boat and are just as confused. Um, so I gathered all of these conversations and I just wanted to, to guide, because it was, it was a long journey for me too. It lasted for like two years or so. 
mm-hmm. the actual bottom of you know tunnel so um i kind of wanted to guide young adults or people going through similar things with my own experiences yeah so yeah that's basically what started it i started mm-hmm. it as a message for me actually like i started writing it to my future self mm-hmm. But then the more I got better and the more I actually started realizing things, I was like, since this was able to help me, it can definitely help at least one more person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of what pushed me to start it. Wow. So is it, it's, uh, is it you, like, kind of talking to yourself? Is this with the book kind of you, like, discussing things about, like, what is it a story? What, what, what is it like? It, it, it's kind of a story. It's just, it, it starts from kind of, like, the end of the line. And then it just goes back. So it explains things and philosophies through my own journey. Mm-hmm. So it talks about, like, you know, it kind of explains things through my story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And what, what was that process like? Like, what, how did you decide that this is something that can be published? And, like, what was it like finding someone? I don't know, how are you publishing it? Like, are you in contact with... with yeah publishing I, company or like what, what is it like yeah i got in contact with this company called i universe publishing it's based in chicago and um like i honestly for the first 10 months of writing it i didn't tell anyone i was just it was just my thing i didn't believe in it enough but i was like oh well you know mm-hmm. but um the more i trusted people with it, like my close ones like i told my my siblings i told like very close friends of mine and they were just blown away. They were like, yeah, that is a very important topic that not that many people talk about. And uh, if you think about it, you know a lot of people in your life that are going through a similar thing. And that book kind of also just explains how to deal with those people, how to approach them. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's when I realized that, yeah, it, can, it could really help people. And also after it kind of helped me because I was writing these messages to myself. I was writing, all, it started as voice recording. So my future self in and out of you know um of phrases in and out of rational thought into absolute darkness so i was basically just talking to myself and then it was really it helped me by like a lot so yeah i decided to you know to help other people you said for the first 10 months you were writing it and you like you didn't believe in it you mean like as if like you, you didn't think anyone else would be able to like would relate or no it's not that i didn't believe in it i always believed in the story and uh, like I, I met a lot of people who are going through similar things, so I knew that, uh, you know, I was targeting a big audience. Mm-hmm. But I just I didn't tell anyone. Like I also I plan to only tell people when I just successfully publish it. Wow. But the more I told people and the more you know people supported me and stuff, the more I believed in it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've always had like that thought that like it's it's a good thing to talk about do you feel like through this you're so you started doing it because it was it was helping you right you were hearing your thoughts out and and battling through a very tough time in your life um and do you think now you're putting i mean obviously if you just wrote it for yourself and you were done with it it would be um way easier than what you're doing right now which is trying to actually make a book discussing it with the publishing company do you feel like this extra effort you're putting in, you're putting in because you want to help? Like, do you feel a drive to help people who are going through something similar to what you, to what you did? Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is the main purpose of it. Um, after talking, like, writing my own story, I was just, 
having a great time and writing all of like you know writing the actual book it was it was, it was an amazing process mm-hmm. but when it got to the point where i started talking to the, to the publishing company and then they told me about editing and they told me about things and the, like you know the formatting like all of these technicalities that's when i just kind of stopped enjoying it and that's how i knew that it wasn't really about publishing a book or like any sort of property or anything it was just mainly about getting the message out there so i went with a different company who kind of planned to like do most of the editing which is it's not really a big deal it's just you know i only cared about the story and the message out of the book yeah so that's that's where i'm at now so that it feels more like an assignment now than it is because <laughs> like you know the, the story is told already and the message like i believe it explains like you know really well mm-hmm. so now it's just all the final touches and polishing it up and stuff yeah and is anyone helping you on it or is it just you no no one has even read a sentence out of it wow yeah i'm trying to just keep it because I, like i realize that other people's opinions like really affect me especially when you work on something that you're going to release and like you can you can never change anything about it So if anyone, like any second opinion tells you, oh, I think you should change this or that, you're just automatically going to do it, you know? So I don't, I just want it to be my voice. So that's Dude, why yeah. I'm... This is so insightful, man. This is like something that most people would not have thought about, I feel like. Um, you didn't want anyone else to help you because you knew that if someone suggested anything, you would change it just because you, you knew that... What, why? Why do you think you would have changed it? because like a lot of people ask me oh what if you're talking about something that or you're stating something you realize that's already been talked about before or what if you're saying something that's just not true but i i always answer them saying it's my story it's my reality you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. even if it's wrong even if it's just not factual even if it's said before i realize this through my own journey i work for me it doesn't have to be right you know what i mean so it's just yeah. my own truth yeah through personal experience it's my own truth So I, that's why, like, it's just, the whole purpose of it is to be, like, I've had a lot of changes in my life since, like, you know, for the better, obviously, but I've always tried to stay true to the person who started writing it, always going back to the place of, you know, myself back then, when I just picked up my laptop and started writing it, so I would always take the message back, make it true to that person, so what that person believed in, so what that person wanted it to display, so I, So, yeah, it's not about it being good, right? It being, you know, all these things are just about it mainly being true to someone, to that person who started it, because it's targeting people. It's mainly trying to talk to people who are exactly like the person who started writing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So, and honestly, like, um, I always get so tempted to just ask someone to, like, hey, read the intro to this chapter, because, like, When, you're, when you write something or you perform like a work of art that you're really proud of and you just want a little bit of a push and you just want to show it to like, you know, a close friend of yours or like a family member or something, but you just, you know, you can't do that. Yeah. Man, and did you know all these things or was this like some decisions you had to make along the way? Like, were you ever tempted to show it to someone or you always knew like, like if I show it, I'm gonna, like, like, that's not going to be a good thing. Like in the beginning, it was a process of, constant learning in the beginning i didn't want to show it to anyone because i thought i was like abnormal in a in a world of you know normal people i i don't want to say ashamed but it just felt i was so confused at the time so it felt like if someone reads this 
so definitely they're definitely probably gonna look down on me or they're gonna because I was mainly talking about the story about that. I wasn't talking about a lesson or about there wasn't any sort of change or uphill. It was just constant, you know, deep uh, depression. So that's why that's why mainly why I didn't want to show it to anyone. Mm-hmm. And then I started realizing and experiencing and learning good things that helped me. So I started adding it. But then it was like then it started being my own truth. Like that's what I've learned. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what helped me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when it moved from of like being scared to show someone to just trying to preserve it to keep it my my own voice wow man this is uh this is some 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 big boy stuff uh, do you have a title for the book or no yeah it's called flickering light Flickering light. yeah it's mainly it comes from this metaphor that i'm uh throughout the book i'm describing depression as sort of like a, an anti-gravitational tunnel with flipping lights so like that thing is just described throughout the whole book through processes metaphors and stuff. so like it's, it's really it has it's really interesting i think it has a really cool um approach through it um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm excited for it you did you ever think of yourself as someone who was a writer before writing this book absolutely not Dude, I learned English when I was 15 years old. Let's go. Like, <laughs> like I, I moved here from Egypt when I was, I was born in Brooklyn, but then like I was a baby when I moved to Egypt when my friends moved. So I came back at the like fresh sophomore in high school, and I learned English kind of there. I hated English classes for having to read the book. I hated writing essays, but that was just it. Like I had to, and I, I really missed every single you know part of it. It was probably the most unpredictable shift of my life in, in my life. Wow, man. Um, do you think you're... Uh... You know, I, I actually... You know, I, uh, I saw you posted on your story, The um, Seth Vital by Big Mike. Yeah, I was just going to mention it. Yeah, and actually that was a big inspiration for me. Like the book, I read the book, I want to say halfway through writing. And that just kind of reassured me that all right like what you're talking about is not sensitive material as well you know what i mean yeah like it's sensitive but other people also use their you know dark times of their lives to inspire others and when you posted it and i was like okay john probably gets it so i'll reach out to him <laughs> dude that's i'm getting goosebumps right now because when i read mike's book um i first of all i even know and I, the reason why I wanted to mention this because you mentioned um, how you want you didn't want to care so much about making the book like um, like fit into a box. You wanted to be as true to yourself as possible. You wanted the story mm-hmm. to be true, not like the presentation or whatever. And um, yeah. this book is like that. It's not written like you know with perfect English or um, yeah. anything, but the story is it's his voice. It's the story is truly him, and that's what I was gonna mention. Yeah. And- um, yeah. yeah, that's what, honestly what I love about it and that's what I love about what I'm writing too is just like, I, like I watch all of these classes or all of these like, you know, YouTube videos on how to, how to write properly, how to, you know, to set yourself in the zone. Everyone mainly says, oh, imagine your audience on the other side of the table meeting and then, you know, critiquing you. But in my head, if I'm giving someone, you know, what I, what I wrote and they're critiquing me, I'm just 
my response is that's my truth, take it or leave it. Mm. You, you know? So I saw that through the stuff vital too. He kind of did that. And he also talked about it in uh, Impulsive, the, their podcast. I love it. And he also said everything is just on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks good. It looks cool. So it was a big inspiration for me. How do you think your perception of yourself is going to change after? Like, do you think now you're going to consider yourself more of a, more creative than you were before or more of a writer than you were before? Or like, how's oh, that absolutely. changing? Yeah. Absolutely. Like the, the purpose of going on the RB trip was to mainly give myself a deadline to finish my book. Because I've been, I've submitted it two times before. It's been approved for publishing by that company. The editors went over it and they approved it. They're like, okay, I will publish it. But I always pulled it back because there's just that one little thing extra that it's that one thing that I kept realizing. So there was this summer that I realized, okay, like the story is done. It's time to let go of it. And um, I bought myself a fedora, took an RV, went into the wild west, <laughs> and just started writing. So I think definitely um, I became more creative. Through. Like I've never really had a hobby of like playing music or like painting or something like my brother is a great great painter i've just never explored like creative side of myself but this book definitely helped me with it i also like now look at art differently i interpret things differently mm-hmm. so yeah well yeah man you're giving me so many things to like go through because um i don't want to say i'm going through okay. a similar thing that you're going through right now but I don't, you've probably seen, um, I posted some YouTube videos and TikToks and stuff um, for the same reason yeah. that I think not, and I'm going through something similar to what you're going through now, which is like starting to see yourself differently. Like you are not the person who needs to like get very good grades and get into the next big school or whatever. Um, you're more than that. And it's, it's, it's hard to go through that process. I feel like, are you nervous at all about putting your the book out like are you are, are you nervous do you get any nerves about that not really which is honestly weird because it's so transparent i thought it was going to be like the closer i was going to get to publishing it i was going to have i was i thought i was going to have that moment where i realized oh like, this is literally just my life every flaw there is you know in my past and present is out there on paper i thought i was going to have that moment but i just i never did it's more like I don't see anything bad that can possibly come out of it, you know? Mm. And I, I think the fact that I'm not really doing it as a career or as a process makes it much, much easier mm. because it's still about the message. Like if you're a person who doesn't have any experience with any of that and you read it and just don't understand it or don't relate to it, that's still, you know, it's fine. It's, it's just a message out for certain people. Mm-hmm. so yeah i think about a lot of people that would need it and i just i never really feel vulnerable towards it yeah that's good you you feel like if you said that if you were doing it for a career do you think the the pressure of having to produce something that people will like or else you're not going to have food on your table that would that would have changed things exactly exactly that would definitely make it nervous that would just make it you know Made, that would have made me more aware of what I can say and what I can't say. But since I'm not doing it for a career, since I'm not, like, I, I'm not intending to pursue writing whatsoever. Yeah. Um, doing this for a message. I think that's taking a lot of, you know, burden off the other writers probably. Mm-hmm. And I can see, like, 
I can see you starting all of these. Like I remember me and you talked about you wanting to start a podcast almost like two, three years ago. Yeah. And also the YouTube channel. And I remember you, you've always had that side of you. You've mm-hmm. always wanted to, you know, talk to people about things in front of other people and inspire, share stories. And when I saw you starting these things, and like I, I was really proud. I was like, wow, I'm happy for him. Thanks, man. Awesome. It means the world to me. Of course, man. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because I, I like this also this pressure that you feel that that you think you would have felt if if you're doing this for a career. I honestly feel that right now, even though like I'm in med school, like I don't need to be doing any of this. But there's still yeah, a, but- a part of me deep, like deep in my brain somewhere that's scared to put something out there that people won't like. Um, and I'm slowly like slowly working through it and making sure that. I am really authentic with the things that I put out. Like this is right now, this is me. I'm not, I'm not acting at all. But if I were to yeah. make a YouTube video, I think I, and I have more than one take to do it. I'll keep doing the takes over and over again um, to make sure that yeah. it's a take that I think people will like. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. I think one of the, one of the things that helped me fight through that was thinking like, no one is really going to, criticize me for making something that that could be better they would always just wish that they took that you know step to make it themselves so i think like everyone would look at you like wow he really did something that he's wanted to do for a while and throw like through his videos i can see that he's getting better with this this and that and getting more comfortable with this this and that you know what i mean Mm. so that's like people will look at it from like a point of admiration more than just judging yeah that's that's something i had to like you know i constantly analyze and thought about doing. Uh, if you don't mind me asking this question um the the those two years that you said you were struggling with the depression were they during college at all or no mm-hmm. yeah they started the sophomore year cool and it was like the end of junior year or like mm-hmm. towards the second semester of junior year but i mean as you as you saw i was mainly always the happiest person in the room you would have probably never expected no one ever did i was constantly surrounded by people all the time and towards the end of the night i was on the like prevention line you know no one saw anything no one and that also made it because a lot of people are not open about these things a lot of people can hide it really really well and those are the people that i want to speak to behind closed doors i want to speak to the people who are not ready to, to talk to others or not ready to trust others who don't even know that they should, you know, mm-hmm. other than and are confused and just keeping it to themselves. That's mainly who I want to talk to. Because I I had to like resort to all different kind of solution or explanations. Like I'm really close with all my siblings, but they just I, I couldn't tell them either. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's um yeah. That's definitely something you know. I wanna, I wanna reach. And you, you mentioned something about uh, Middle Eastern families and culture. Uh, yeah. What? Well, why did you? <laughs> because think about it. Like, what, I mean, you, you grew up in the Middle East, right? Yeah. How how often have you heard? Think about like some people now. Now that you're more knowledgeable about it and, and everything, think about like some people that you met when you were a kid. Who are just if you see them now they're 
obviously anxious. They obviously have bipolar disorder. They obviously have this, this, and that. That can be easily treated, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just not acknowledged. You know? Yeah. They consider it as, well, that, that's how it was in Egypt too. Like, I've never heard someone coming out the other saying, oh, yeah, I'm diagnosed with anxiety. I'm diagnosed with depression. I'm going to diagnose with, you know, this, this, and that. It's just not a thing. And people just live with it their whole lives and they just think that they're weird. They think that they're abnormal. They try to fight through it the wrong ways. They try to overcome their own flaws, which is like how they see it. Mm-hmm. So um, I also visited there during writing. I, I went to Egypt and I tried to talk to people about these things, just kind of like social experiment. Just like not really kind of explore their input on it and the way they see it. Mm-hmm. And it's just not a thing. Like it's all due to, you know, whatever it is. It's just not yeah. a chemical imbalance or it's not like an acknowledged disease or a diagnosis or something. Yeah. And I think that made me more confused during my journey just because I came from a background that just that wasn't a thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any plans? Well, two things. First of all, how are you planning on getting this to the people who really need it? Like, is the publish, publishing company taking care of that? Or is there something else that's going on? So the, I was actually thinking as I was, I was writing it. And um, when I was talking to the publishing company and I was talking to her about me wanting to target, you know, mainly college campuses and stuff. And that's not really something that they do. They kind of make an Amazon account and start selling on Amazon with the option of hardcover. So I told her, and that, that was honestly my plan. I told her, what if I just go around, like take a van or something, fill it up and go around college campuses because that's mainly the, the audience that I'm trying to speak to. And um, she told me that would be a great idea. She told me no one has ever done that. But that kind of just also made it clear how true I am to the story and how much I just want to get the message to the people. Yeah. And I've also looked into... Um, so they, they told me that I have to speak with the general managers of those bookstores. And I actually spoke to the one at University of Delaware because I was there at the time. And I told them, hypothetically, if there's a book about this, this and that, would you publish it? And he was like, if the story is, you know, written clearly and adequately and stuff, yeah, I don't see why not. Hmm. So that's something. I've also looked into, like, nonprofit organizations um, about, you know, mental illness and these things to donate whatever profit comes out of it too just so the people just absolutely know that it is all for the message you know mm-hmm. so. so can you say are you going to go around campuses is that, is that yeah wow yeah that's the plan I'm just gonna probably run to van throw some in it you know and just go tell general managers that a lot of their students need that mm-hmm. so what do you think of that? I, I love it. I think it's a great, great, great idea. Um, I think you're going to get a lot of attention, and I think that it's going to lead to getting it. The people who need it are going to notice it. Um, yeah. That is such an amazing idea. And uh, if, let me know if there's any way I can help you with like the colleges here in, in the Boston area. Wow, um, I do appreciate that. I would, of course, man. I would love to. This is This is such a... I love this. I love this. I don't want to keep uh, keep tooting your horn too much, but I love this, man. This is amazing. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of put um, life, my life on pause for a little while because it was just the only thing in my life 
you know, at a certain point. Yeah. Like I had to get out there so I can move on. So I'm I'm glad it's, it's getting closer to that. Yeah. And when are you planning to start? Or there's no date. So my date was to completely send it in because after I send it in, it takes about a month and a half for editing and you know copies and, and printing to get it published. Yeah. So my due date was to send it before uh, the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But I still I realized that I needed more time, so I'm giving myself until the end of February. But I don't think I'll need all of that. But I'll definitely at least have it before then, you know. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. we're, we're gonna be in touch. <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you have any? Uh, I don't know if you thought about this. Are you trying to get it uh, um, in the hands of um, Egyptian, uh, young Egyptians, and maybe Middle Easterns, and the people who are not in America who might be experiencing the same thing you you experienced? I've, like I've definitely thought about that, but it's not. I've, I, I thought about people in Europe more, people in, in who are who are kind of open about these things than you know people in Egypt and Middle East. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll, I haven't really like I'll definitely try, but I don't think it's it's mainly explaining that you know. Okay, that's fair. But I think like it will also be really good for Middle Easterns and foreigners and immigrants and first generations living in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you agree with me on uh, on how underlying mental illnesses in the Middle East? Am I with you on it? Yeah. Oh, of course, man. I, of course, 100%. Uh, speaking from like family members to, to everyone else, it's uh, uh, like I, for example, um, I've always knew I've, I had anxiety. I've always felt it. I've always, maybe, maybe also, maybe not always, maybe only after moving to America, right? I'm not sure, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. But um, I've always felt it there and I've seen it in, in my dad, my mom, uh, everyone else. And it really bothered me and I really wanted to fix it. And I thought it was this like flaw that I had. Um, mm. But only recently, like a few months ago, I started seeing a therapist finally. Um, yeah. And it's like it's helped tremendously, tremendously, yeah. and I've I've been thinking about how lucky I am to be able to experience this, whereas people who don't didn't move out of um, Syria or um, did but never like, experienced uh, or got the opportunity that I got to like to, to be able to talk about it. Mm. It bothers me the fact that I'm so lucky and some people are not. And I feel yeah. like I feel like I need to do something about it. And I had like I have a book of like a uh, what's it called? I have a green book where I have like a basically a bucket list. And one of the things on there um, is to somehow somehow get in touch with like the Syrian community in Syria. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like kind of like. Not 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 about these things specifically, but at least kind of give back to uh, give back a little bit um, because I definitely feel like I'm like way too lucky <laughs> compared yeah, to yeah that's, that's that's honestly a, a really great idea and um, it's it's fascinating how it's such a big problem that you know can be solved with like small practices or maybe you know in some cases medicine. Mm-hmm. But some people in some parts of the world are just living with it their whole lives without knowing what it is, just thinking that, you know, 
they're a little bit too worrisome and that's a flaw in them. They don't have the option or even the knowledge to to know how to combat it. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is which is really devastating. Yeah. But I totally support your idea and if there's any way I can help. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so the book. Um, you mentioned law school. Why? Why law? Out of all things. I don't like. Through writing, I kind of just really explored myself like never before, mm-hmm. and yeah, I I realize and also like when I when I started doing a little bit of business after college, I'm really good with people. I'm good with talking to people and finishing deals and stuff like that. And I like to argue. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I can be convincing at times. Like a, like a, like a good Arab. <laughs> yeah, like, not necessarily bargaining, just arguing. But um, um, it's yeah, I, I can really see myself thriving in it. So I decided to explore. I don't like um, laws and rules, which kind of like conflicting. But it's not that I don't like laws. It's just you know. Um, um. It's it's kind of conflicting, but I'm exploring it now, and I I'm, uh, I like it. Yeah, um, I don't know if, I've, if you've ever noticed about me. Both my parents were lawyers in Syria, and really? uh, my sister kind of wants to be a lawyer right now. So I'm I'm like the I'm like the odd one out in the family. Uh, ah, that's awesome. But props to you. It's a, it's a stressful field to get into because uh, like those cases that you do and the people you help, like it kind of stays uh, it stays with you like even outside of work. If yeah. Uh, in some cases, I feel like that's a lot of jobs, but um, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a constant battle of ethics, and you know, a lot of people live with guilt. Yeah, but you also get to help a lot of people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, man. How's the real estate doing now? You you mentioned you were doing Airbnb before in short term, but now you did. Yeah, I started doing Airbnb last Christmas, 2019, and it, honestly, starting off, it was really really good. Because I, I traveled and I used Airbnb all over the country, so all over like the world. So I was able to kind of start off with a head start, basically just cheating and using methods from, you know, what I've stayed before. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it worked really, really well up until February. And then traveling kind of stopped. So it was mainly locals, it was mainly all parties, and that's not really what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I wanted, you know, a travel community. That's mainly why I started it. That's what it was, you know, set up for. Um, so in traveling, you know, got worse. I just moved on to long-term rentals, and the Ina kind of gave me more time to explore expansion and explore investing in more real estate. And it, it it's a really profitable side business. Mm-hmm. Like I want to talk to more people about it because I'm constantly learning and I'm constantly seeing that it's it's, it's easy to get into. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's one of those things where, you know, six months that you have for five years, you know, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those things. It's not that hard to get into and, uh, the, the word is really good. It's, it's cool. That's awesome. So with the Airbnb, were you basically, um, were you like buying a place or renting it and then put it on Airbnb? I started by renting it. Yeah. I started okay. by renting a place and, um, I designed it, furnished it, decorated it, and started renting it out in smart ways. Because I'm 15 minutes away from New York City. 
So it was kind of a hot spot during like, you know, New Year's Eve, everybody wants to be in New York City and then Christmas and stuff. So that's mainly what I was doing. And then I ended up learning more about, you know, how to actually own property and how to buy property and what you need and stuff. So I invested in them for the down payments and then more um, renters are kind of, you know, tenants are paying the mortgage to do living there, but it's more of a long-term investment. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you in New York right now or? I'm in North Jersey. North Jersey. Yeah, outside of New York City. And um, yeah, I took some properties out there. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I'm actually planning on moving to California. That's the plan. Nice. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Uh, LA. You ever visit us? No, yeah. man, but I'm going to come visit you. <laughs> you. You should. It's, it's beautiful. I visited our friend there in what, three years ago, and I've just been in love with this place. Yeah. So, well, what about really it? My rather. I, I just, everyone is so happy. Like, I don't know why everyone is just, you know, so content. Hmm. Great energy all around. I know, like, it's a stereotype, but it's actually very, very true. It's great energy all around, especially, like, you know, by the beach, by the shore, not, like, downtown LA, just, you know, along the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone is so happy. Everyone you interact with is just content. They'd rather buy their own mental piece and get into an argument with you or get into any inconvenience, you know? Mm-hmm. So throughout your day, you're just constantly surrounded by good energy from people. And people there are known to like really explore the creative side, so they're more open, they're more free. So yeah, that's uh, honestly what I really like about it. Wow. Uh, do you have plans set in stone? Like have you? Not really. I'm mainly just trying to work on like saving up and mm-hmm getting an opportunity out there for me. I'm pursuing acting. That's also something I'm doing on the side. Um, so I'm just learning, put some headshots, making a reel, making like a professional portfolio so I can send out. So I'm not gonna move there without a plan, you know? Like either get a job position or get my foot in the door when it comes to like acting or something. Man, what are you not doing, man? Tell me about acting, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's really like I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this but it's just been always a passion of mine and um, like like you know going down the medical field you just never have time mm-hmm. undergrad or high school or something you're just always studying and that's that's what I was going to do so I just never had time to explore it and since this is my gap year and I realized that I know a lot of people like in Broadway and acting industry um, I started asking around you know getting some leads knowing where to start Mm-hmm. And that's it. I, I took some headshots, got some good referrals, got a good coach practicing and like learning. And that's what I'm working on now. Wow. And it's, okay. it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I applaud you for doing that because, like, like, that's also another subject matter where um, people from our countries don't even like consider that as an option, right? Well, I mean, some yeah. of them do, right? And they become really good actors, but that's like, yeah that's like one one in how much millions but yeah so how are you yeah, going about third, this you said you're you're you made a portfolio and like you're trying to do it the like the the like traditional way like do yeah um, um basically yeah i don't have any experience honestly like you know practicing or i haven't taken classes like professional acting school or even you know um any work experience but um i'm 
I got some headshots, made an acting resume, and now I'm making reels. The reels are basically sketches that I'm writing down. So I'm like, I'm trying to get into drama. So I wrote down a bunch of scenarios that are kind of monologues, mm-hmm. showing different emotions. So that's what I'm where I'm recording myself, um, acting them out. And then it's kind of a digital portfolio. So they're all attached to it. And from there, that's something to send out like you, you know, you would do your resume. How do you feel about coming up here to Boston? Come on. How do you feel about coming up here to Boston to visit? I love to. I love Boston. Yeah, let's do it. I have, you see that couch in the back? It opens up. It's a futon. You can see oh, it's not a futon. Yeah, 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 dude. Um, yeah, I'd love to, man. I don't, are you, have you heard of TikTok? Are you on it at all? TikTok, yeah. So I, I, I made videos last semester and a couple of them like went kind of viral. Um, really? Yeah, and I actually... So, it's so weird because I've like I've been thinking about the same thing. Not that I want to act at all. Yeah. But that like like being in front of a camera is so cool to me. It's it's really? so cool recording it. So cool like seeing the product and like editing the process, yeah. uh, the brainstorming, like all these crazy yeah. ideas that you have and like you want to do it. I I love that. So honestly, like if you come up here, maybe we'll do some videos together, man. I feel like it'll be absolutely, it'll be fun. absolutely, man. I, I'd love to. I'll, actually, I'm gonna recommend something for you. Um, you know Jared Leto, right? Um, like, you know, of... Uh, wait, I've heard that name. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. The Dark Knight Joker. Oh, Jared yeah. Jared Leto. Yeah, so they made a documentary on Amazon Prime about his life. Mm-hmm. And growing up, that's all he did. He would literally just... He had a camera with him at all times. All of his friends, like, know about that. And he would just record. Like, he would go on a trip to the grocery store to just to buy milk or something. And in his head, he would just make it a scene that he's, like, you know, running from pies or something. He would just go out on the street and just it's him and the camera it's the character that he made up and the camera and like there's no one else in the world and you should watch that because it's really gonna inspire you hold on one second let me let me look it up so i don't forget i'm also gonna i'm gonna look you up on tiktok so i don't forget what's the documentary called um, just type in Heath Ledger. I'm not, um, there's like three, but I think it's called like the life of Heath Ledger. That's the rent, I think. I am Heath Ledger. Yeah, that's wrong. So maybe this not showing up on YouTube. It's all good. I'll find it. I'll send you the link when later in that's That's okay. But yeah. That's what it's all about. It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. It has a sad ending, of course, as expected, but you know. <laughs> that's so I have I don't really I don't have good memory when it comes to movies and names and stuff, but there's three mm-hmm. movies that I always like I know they're my top three. The order, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. Fight Club, Interstellar, and The Dark Knight. I'm so serious. These are my top three movies of all time. Wait, what, what was the first one? Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah. Wow. I the, the three of them are absolutely Interstellar is like my favorite movie of all time by far. Yeah. It just it kind of ruined all movies for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the Dark Knight. Have you seen Tenet? It's like it's the same Not writer. Yet. Not yet. It's good. It's mm-hmm. really really good. That came out like last uh, like this past year, right? Yeah, it came out in August. 
August, yeah. Then, yeah. And uh, it's the same writer and director of the guy who did Interstellar, The Dark Knight, and Inception. So I had oh, kind Chris of like Nolan? Mind. Yeah, Chris Nolan. Wow. Yeah. I'm also put it up. Slide. Yeah. One thing I constantly try to do is keep myself inspired in all different things. So I would like watch YouTube videos about, you know, writers that just recently published their books. And then from that, yeah. write. And then I would watch, you know, inspirations about acting and from that I'll try to practice and then you know mm -hmm. just constantly trying to find um fuel it's pretty cool just to explore a lot of interesting things that's awesome and i'm gonna be a little bit selfish right now and i, I want to ask for your your opinion about this so i've been recording these zoom calls as as podcasts right and i'm posting yeah. the full video on youtube and then i'm yeah. posting the audio version on apple and spotify um yeah. and i'm also starting um this week, the episode I'm putting out this week, um, I'm taking clips of the the full video, like the kind of like the really good clips, and putting them mm -hmm. up on on like Instagram. Um, I might make a Twitter for it too, I guess too, and I'll also put it on YouTube as well. Any other ideas on how I can promote this? I put clips on Instagram, and um, I would honestly reach out to similar celebrities. Um, like celebrities doing the same thing yeah um, because a lot of them sometimes want to help because they see they see themselves in like you know someone new starting so it's, it's worth a shot yeah and um uh, when it comes to youtube you can also ask a lot of friends on instagram to share them around mm -hmm. and stuff you know you want to like the, the thing that i did with traveling is basically i just only got into the community of traveling i wasn't trying to target or you know reach out to anyone who wasn't interested in that thing so i did that through going on other um uh, uh like travel pages like popular ones so it's kind of like a similar thing you only want to attract in the beginning at least you want to attract someone who's interested in podcasts and who's interested in that those like you know kind of, that kind of entertainment so going out to you know people that do it with like a, some followers but not a lot of followers is a more chance of like you know you constantly just building up mm -hmm. and if there's anything you need from me to do it, I'd love it i can share it on my instagram as well that's you can do it if you like it yes uh i'm not gonna force yeah, you to do it um, no I, I love it i love the idea and i love what you're doing yeah that is a good idea uh kind of like engaging with people and um building community and also like trying to collaborate and make better stuff um yeah. i don't take more of your time also when we first met everyone used to call, the, call you sabra do you still go by sabra or do you prefer something else now? no i go by sabra yeah still by sabra uh, okay. a lot of people call me sab now but sab sabra is yeah all right i don't want to call you sabra and then have you like you haven't like used it since like freshman year of college and then uh -oh. I've been using, so I haven't used my first name, Mahmoud, since like fifth grade or something. I've been, I've been being called Sabra my whole life. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, that is. <laughs> um, I really appreciate your time, man. Um, as I Absolutely. said, we'll talk more offline, but um, you're, like, I really want you to come here if, if you have the time. Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I'll, I'll hit you up and we'll find something. Okay. And um, I really appreciate you taking the time too and talking to me about this. It was nice catching up. Of course, dude. And uh, I'll check out my I'll check out your TikTok. Please, please. And uh, so you said uh, the end of February is the last date, but hopefully the book will come out before. Yeah, hopefully I'll send it in before. Okay.
So yeah, sometime in March, hopefully. Looking on light. I'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you, man. You're definitely getting mailed the copy. <laughs> Let's go. Awesome, man. Have a great day. Right, Thank you. You too. Bye, boss. Bye.